This week on Let's Make It, we talk seven-segment displays, from going from one seven-segment display to eight, show you some tricks with some new, some special chips that make it real easy to do, and uh, a whole bunch more stuff this week, too. Lots of big news. So all that's coming up right after this. Let's Make It is brought to you by Ting, the new way everyone is getting their cell service. No overage penalties, great rates, keep what you do not use, no contracts, and someone will actually pick up the phone when you need support. Use our link and get $25 off your first month's service or your new phone. Just go to tech-zen.tv ting to save $25. Hello, welcome to episode 22 of Let's Make It. And this week, Bob is back with me. Say hi, Bob. Good evening. <laughs> I think your video and your Skype's a little bit, a little bit messed up, but uh, we'll deal with that one <laughs> a little bit. All right. Okay. So, well, it'll fix itself in time. It's just Skype being Skype. All right. So we have a couple things this week, but before we get into our main stuff, I have a couple news items that I want to um, go through. Um, this one's one you're going to hear for the next six weeks until uh, with his final. We are moving our YouTube channel to um we're basically combining all of your youtube channels into one channel and it's uh youtube.com slash tv. so at this point you've been probably watching us on uh, youtube.com slash tz let's make it and we're moving it all into one and there's a couple of things uh reasons we're doing this first of all last week uh, youtube live was announced and we started talking about it through the week trying to figure out how we were going to use youtube live and it didn't really make sense with how we were doing our channel so after discussing it with a few other broadcasters, it was recommended that we bring it into one channel. So for the next six weeks, uh, Let's Make It's going to be published on both the current YouTube channel and the new one. But starting on episode 17, it'll only be on the new one. So if you're watching this one on YouTube, you need to go, while you're thinking about it, to youtube.com slash TV and click the subscribe button so that you don't lose any of our shows. Um, so Texan, I mean, the Let's Make It show is not going anywhere. Then we're just moving where we are on YouTube. And there is going to be a playlist there just for Let's Make It. So you can still watch just Let's Make It without all these other shows being in the middle. This also allows us to do some cross promotion. Like I said, we're going to remind you of this twice on every show for the next six weeks. So go, go subscribe now. Uh, YouTube.com slash TechZenTV. All right. The uh, next news item is something that's not necessarily... Related to this show, but yet it kind of is. And this is, um, I'm sure you've heard the term patent troll. And there's a company called Personal Audio LLC who is suing uh, podcasters. They claim they're only suing large companies like NBC, ABC, things like that. But I do know of at least one or two podcasters, one of them being Adam Carolla, who they, they have sued for uh, usage of the podcast or the RSS technology. They basically, in sometime in the 80s or early 90s, something like that, uh, got a patent on episodic release of of content. So basically, that's what a, a podcast is. We release somewhat, something every week episodically, and uh, they claim to have a patent on that. So um, what's happening right now is the Electronic Frontier Foundation is trying to put together a fund to get the money together to go after them legally and have that patent invalidated. Um, and if you are interested in helping to protect the the podcasting or the netcasting, whatever you want to call it, 
Um, you can go to EFF.org, and I'll put the link in the show notes as well, uh, where you can go and uh, donate some money to that legal fund. I've donated to it because it could directly affect me ultimately. Um, so far, they've never contacted me. Um, I'm a small fish in the sea, so who knows? It could happen. You never know. Um, just as a side note, by their own admission, Personal Audio uh, tried and failed at its attempt to make an audio player. And having failed at actually making it, they it became a shell company that does nothing but sue uh, for its patents. And uh, the sad thing is most podcasters don't make money or not very much money. So uh, that's just... It's just hurting ultimately the end the end consumer. Okay, uh, a couple other things. Let me show you these. So these are shields um, from a couple of our previous shows on shift registers, and where you're going to start selling these in a store. We're going to start setting up a little store for uh, things we do on Let's Make It. And Bob and I've been talking about doing shields for the shows. Uh, so that when we talk about a show, if you don't feel like putting together a breadboard, you can just buy one of these boards and the parts and you can make it and learn how to write the programs or anything without having to use a breadboard. So that's something to look forward to coming up as well. Uh, we're probably gonna put other things in there too, t-shirts, things like that um, in the store as well as we start going forward. So now um, we do have an update on a previous show. Uh, we've been, Bob, Bob been, I guess it was on YouTube, right? The comment was on YouTube? Yeah. Yeah, I saw the comment on YouTube a couple of days ago. Um, there's a uh, someone pointed out that uh, I I actually read the spec on the relay board episode uh, a couple of weeks ago incorrectly. Um, I said 450 milliamps is what the the relay was drawing, and it was actually 450 milliwatts of power, which when you work out the math actually works out that it is over the spec for, for what an Arduino pin can so is supposed to be able to supply. Um, in doing some testing and double checking because I was embarrassed and that I made the mistake and mad at myself for doing it, that I didn't read the data sheet a little more carefully, um, I did find that the relay actually does not pull uh, that much current. It is slightly over what the Arduino pin is spec at um so uh, you know it i was wrong and he was right and he caught it and you know i'm sorry we had, had the wrong information out on that episode and we will update the show um, notes to have that change in there as well that's so. that's right a better way of doing it would have been to put in a uh um a uh transistor uh um i probably would have used a uh, generic NPN, probably a 2222 NPN transistor, which typically will supply something with, you know, seven to eight, uh, maybe 900 milliamps of current, um, depending on the manufacturer. But uh, I probably would have gone with something like that. Okay. All right. But it's embarrassing, and I'm sorry. <laughs> it happens. Don't worry about it. Just appreciate somebody, you know, bringing it up so we didn't leave it out there like that. Yes, uh, that's right. And it's good that people that it's good that somebody said something. And you know, the the show comments. I mean, it is something that uh, that I'm watching, and I know you're watching. So you right. know, people have questions, comments. You know, we're going to answer. Right. Okay. So this week we're going to go through seven segment displays and. 
Uh, Bob has all this pretty much this week. I actually have one here, and before we go too far, I want to explain what not to do. <laughs> uh, I had this work. Good. <laughs> I had this working, and you see the uh, chip up here and the three segments. So I got this package from Mauser. It had really cool uh, seven segment displays in it, and I stuck it in place of these, and they were the wrong type. They were uh, common cathode, not common anode. Is that right, Bob? I got it backward again. Other way around. Uh, they were common the, anode the, this, instead of common this cathode. Chat, this chip wants a common cathode. Right. And so you put in common anode. Right. When I put those in, they pretty much stayed on all the time, didn't do anything. And by the time I put these back in, these now do the same thing. So I probably burnt that chip out uh, by putting them in backwards. So we uh, probably want to explain a little bit difference between common cathode and common anode. Um, common cathode and common anode are... Basically, on the seven segment displays, there are seven pins and plus one. Basically, the other one is the common, it's either anode or cathode, and then the other seven pins are the opposite end of that LED. So, um, if you look at an LED, there's an anode and a cathode on every LED, and these seven segment displays actually share one pin between them for either anode or cathode. So, you got to be very careful when you buy them, which which one you're buying and what the chip needs. So, um, my mistake, I didn't get the right ones and put them in it was backwards and uh, blew out a chip so all right so Bob has on his side uh, a seven segment display he's going to show all right yeah let me switch to that camera so here here we it's a it's in the middle of a sequence right now um, and actually, the sequence is starting back right now. That's the beginning of it. Um, and this is actually, uh, we're reusing the, the same code that we've used several times before. That's a 595 shift register, the same generic code that we've used on a couple of episodes now. Um, it's just uh, modified slightly to do something with a seven-segment display. And then I've put in all the letters that you can have. Uh, you know, the, it's got a full, full alphabet in it, but of course, the they don't. Some of the letters don't look quite right. Um, and then, of course, that display just said Bob was here. And then we've got a little figure eight display, and a little round and round we go. And I don't know what to call that. I just think it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me playing. So, um, but this is a this is you know this is an example of you you write generic code and then just reuse it for your for your application. And here we are reusing the same code and the same chip and just having a, a different display right there. All right. So you want to hop over to the code real quick? Sure. All right. So you're going to see very similar stuff. At the top as we had before, right? Yeah, this is uh, this is all the same. Um, since this is generic code, it's called you know I, you've got the variable number LED and number of registers, and of course we just have one, and we use eight because you know we call this a seven segment display, but there is actually an eighth um, digit, the decimal point. So you do have eight inputs into that into that display. And then the rest of it is set up just like we've done in in the other examples that we've had in the in the past. So same comments. Um, 
The only difference between this code and the previous code is I do have some explanation about hooking up the seven segment display and there's a new function specific for the seven segment. And then a lot of the, the, the extra code that we wouldn't use, I've stripped out. Um, but right there, there's a link to the, um, to how the, the, the displays were organized and how, you know, what segment is called what. So, and this is a common, um, common cathode display that we're using. Right, which means all the other pins are anodes. That's all right. All of them are anodes, which makes it really easy to power from a shift register. Okay, so down here you're laying out how the these seven segments lay out, right? Yeah, and this is just kind of a, you know, try to explain how a seven segment, you know, the, the top character, you know, is segment A, and then it goes clockwise around the display. B, C, D on the bottom, E, and F on the left, and G is the, is the bar in the middle. And then the and then the decimal point, and then we get to a section uh, a little further below where you know this is kind of a this kind of this is a long-winded way of doing this. Um, there are more efficient uh, ways uh, setting up hex code rather than showing. But in this example, I wanted to show how you put the pieces together to make a letter A. How do you make a letter B? Um, so that's why all of the, you know, the, this rather long-winded code is in there is to help explain how you how someone can put the pieces together to make the display they want. Right, and if somebody's not familiar with binary, this is basically the same thing as doing uh, a binary. So the first the first byte or bit is one, second bit is two, third bit is four, uh, fourth bit is eight, fifth bit sixteen. So you got the line like that. That's basically each that's individual right. bit into the into the value. And if you add them all together, it's like you're combining a hex, a hex value or something to it as well. That's right. So, um, so here's, so you get all the numbers, you get all the letters. Okay. So yeah, you're creating an, an array with segment A, B, C, D, E, F, G, and H. And then you're defining, uh, the numbers and you're basically turning on different, uh, Different, different segments, segments based on this. So this one is everything but um, ABC. The G. The G, yep. Uh, the center one. So right. the center one's missing. So you can see, and then here's the segment uh, B and C, which are the two right sides. So you basically can see how he's adding these together and getting the number right there. And then you're putting those into an array, right? Right there. Yep. I, yep. And then, and those, and then those arrays are really just convenient. Yeah, you know, it makes it convenient to display numbers by setting up arrays like right, that. Right, you can just loop through it that way. That's right. And uh, I remember we talked about this. You went to Wikipedia to figure out a seven-segment lettering scheme, which doesn't look the best, but it's about the only way you can do it, right? That's right. And the only the only place that I uh, deviated from what you find in the in Wikipedia is on the letter S. Um, my S is the same as the, is the number five. Um, I just couldn't stand the way the S looked, so okay. I changed it. So five and S look the same, basically. That's right. All right, so you define each letter for N as a constant. And you put that in an array, too, for the same thing. You can loop through those really easily. Plus, you also That's added space and a period. That's right. 
And the period is the decimal point that we mentioned earlier. And a space is, is really just to you know, make it convenient to, to, to have a string running across the display. Right. All right. So we're going through the setup. This is the same as the previous one, correct? Exactly the same. Setup and uh, setup is exactly the same. The loop is is um, all of the other functions that we don't use were taken out, and then I just have that uh, that one that I've added. The seven segment tests right here. That's right. That's it. Okay. And every all the rest of the code is just like what we've uh, used before. All right. So let's go into seven segment tests. So your first one, you're going from zero to ten, and back to, and then ten down to zero. That's right. So you see, he's counting up right there. He's counting down right there. Turns it all off, and then you're doing A to Z. Yep. Same thing. Uh, just going up the up the string, and then, um, and then I have this little message that I scroll across the screen. All right. See Bob space was space here period. That's right. And that last one, you know, in binary math, all I've done is I've taken the e and then added the constant for the period, which is a decimal point, and then of course it displays the uh the the period right there right there with the letter. All right. Very good. And then you do the figure 8 pattern. And then I do the figure 8. And you just do it five times around in a loop. And yeah, yeah, just a couple four loops to display. And then around the world, forwards and backwards. Forwards and backwards. Okay. Oh, you okay? That was the forward right there. You just we just looked at. So you do around it five times. Yeah, I do each each direction. And and in between, I hold the, the you know the the last segment. I hold that last segment for just a moment, so it just just for uh, uh, just so it looks good. Okay, so we use one right here. Fifty millisecond delay, and then you go backwards. And then I go backwards. And you clear it out, and you do this other. I don't know what you call it. I just, you know, I stumbled across that di display, uh, you know, the, that visual. I, I just happened to like it. So, <laughs> and I think it's about to come up in the in the pop up again. Oh, it is. I see you've got me in the you you've got me in the picture. There's round and round, and I don't know what you call that, but. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. It just makes, you know, it, it's cute. It makes yep. you laugh, so. And then let's go back. I think, I think we're almost done here, right? That, and we're That's done. That's it. That's it. Okay. That's it. And all the other functions we've gone through before in the previous episode, so you you can go back That's and right. watch those for those. So we'll put this up uh, in the show notes, the link to it in the show notes. And and, and the, the code is already posted on GitHub now. Okay, good. So let's see. The next thing we have is the... A new chip, and it's for uh, up to up to eight seven-segment displays. Um, how many do you have on yours, Bob? I've got I've got eight in the other in the other display. You, oh, you do in have eight. Other... Okay. Yep. So yeah, it's a different chip. We're going to uh, switch over. This is a chip that um, 
a little more expensive than the ones we've been playing with. Um, what was it? Twelve about twelve dollars a piece, something like that. Uh, ten and change, yeah. Ten and change. So, um, but the chip itself is much more powerful than what we've been been doing. It supports up to eight seven segment displays. Also allows you to dim. And these can also be uh, chained together to do more than eight if you want as well. Much like the, the shift registers have been in the past, works very similar. So, yeah, this, yeah, this is a real nice chip. Um, it's the uh, I don't I don't think we mentioned it. This is the Maxim seventy two nineteen, and it does the PWM and the multiplexing for you. So, it is more expensive. It does. Uh, you know, cost a little more, but it's doing a lot for you. Right. So, um, and there's a lot of wires there. <laughs> and there's a lot of wires there. So, um, so I think something we probably want to explain is that um, there's more wires than there are pins on, it, on the chip here. And that's because the pins on the chip that run to the anodes um, basically go from uh, digit to digit. So uh, a pin runs to the first digit and then runs the next digit, the same pin, the same anode pin on all the digits. And because of that, the wiring is much simplified uh, compared to running a pin for every anode. I mean, you still have right. to run a pin, but it's only one pin on the chip for that. Yeah. So, so. Um, and then there's a cathode wire that also goes to the chip. And the way the segments work is it cycles down the line. So it's happening so fast you can't see it, but it's basically... Um, turning on the an the right anodes and the cathode for a digit, and then for a very short period of time, and then going to the next digit and turning on the right anode and the cathode. So basically the one you just left is turned off, but it's just so fast your eye can't see it. Cycling down the line. Yeah, and when I was, and I couldn't find in the data sheet what this was multiplexing at, but um, in reality, anything over, um, well, I know when you, you when you're doing, you know, like an LED cube or something, if you can multiplex at 500 hertz, just 500 hertz, the human eye can't see it. Right. So, so and this is and this is multiplexing much faster than that. Right. So if we did not multiplex, there would be what 64, 64 wires. Well, it'd be more 64 than 64 wires. Well, 64 anodes and eight. Eight cath cathodes. Eight cathodes. Uh, that would have to go to that chip. So that's, a, you know, total of 72 pins. And you see we're, we're actually doing it with 16 uh, because of the multiplexing. And it doesn't look that that's simple, right. but it really is much simpler than if you had to run all those chips to that one, all those wires to that one chip. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it, 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 the wiring looks kind of scary, but it really isn't. Um, all the anodes are connected, and that's the, the, the mass of, of wiring that you see on the bottom and the top. Right, so they're and, just going digit to digit, basically. They go into one digit, come back out, get to the next digit, right down the line. That's right. And then each cathode is connected to, the eight cathodes are connected to the to the chip. Right. So um, the other thing the chip is doing is the pulse width modulation, which is how bright the LEDs are. And so in addition to turning off and cycling through all these LEDs really fast, it's also, while they're on, cycling them off and on to get the brightness level up or down. So you're running a, what, 30% duty cycle? Is that what you said before? I'm doing, uh, I've got it set at three, uh, three of 16. So uh, 20%, 22%. Yeah. Right. 
And I, and I had to turn it down so it would look it would look okay on the camera. Right. So basically, what that's saying is seventy eight percent of the time the LEDs are off when they're supposed to when they're supposed to be on. That's right. So all this is happening at this one little chip is doing all this work for you. The other thing that it gives us is one resistor for um, all of the LEDs. If we did not have it like this and we were running 64 wires to every um, anode, we would also have to run a resistor uh, to every one of those as well because there's there's not a there's not a common way to you know uh, save that so or just to, to reduce the power. So with this chip, it's one it's one one resistor. Well, I think you're using a couple in series, right? Um, yeah, I actually have four 10K resistors in series, which effectively makes, you know, it's the same as a 140K resistor. Right. So I'm I'm using one resistor rather than 64. I'm using one chip with 16 connections rather than, uh, you know, 64 plus 8. So yeah, so this is makes it much simpler. It doesn't look simple, but it's much simpler if you had to do it individually. Uh, the other cool thing about this chip is if you can, you can put them in series. So if you want 16 digits, you put another chip behind it uh, and pretty much wire it up the same way. Uh, kind of like you remember shift registers, there was an out, a data out. It's the same thing on here. It goes to the next chip in the series and allows you to do 16 digits. Yes, that's, that's right. And we don't have the demo. We, we're not showing it here, but this chip also does. Uh, uh, it can also be used for an LED cube. Um, and it can also be used for matrix displays, LED matrixes. And there's a, there's a library that the library in the code, um, is from the Arduino playground and it actually supports all three of those situations. Right. I guess we did not mention that the code you're using actually is from the Arduino playground for this chip. Yeah. The, the basic library is from the Arduino playground. It's freely available. And the link is, we've got the link in the show notes. Right, and we're actually going to walk through his code, too. You can see how, how this is working. Um, the library makes it much simpler. Uh, when I was first starting to play with it, I was actually doing it without the library, uh, sending the codes down to the chip, and then the library makes it so much easier to, to use. Oh, yeah, the, the library was is really easy to, to get things moving uh, very quickly. So, All right, would well, you want to hop over to the code and take a walk through it? Yeah, let's let's switch to the code. Okay. All right, this is the seven-segment demo code. Let's go down here a little bit. So okay, you explain this. Okay, what this mess is right here, um, there is one change that I made in, in the library. Uh, when someone downloads the libraries, there's going to be a .h file and a .c file. And those files get included and compiled in when the uh, Arduino IDE compiles the code. Because I wanted letters... I changed my .h file, and this section right here is where all of the ASCII, um, ASCII characters are being defined. So in, in much of this, uh, the letters were left out. They, they just did not define the letter because they, you know, let's face it, most letters don't look good on seven-segment displays. Um, so I fixed all the letters. Uh, and the other thing that uh, really kind of surprised me is the very first um, ASCII, 
ASCII character one, which is in that array, would be position zero, the very first one. Um, in the original library, they had it set up so it would make a zero for a null. And when I was first getting this working, that drove me nuts because I couldn't figure out why I was having empty characters that were showing up as zeros on the display. Well, that's because this table set it that way. So the two changes is that I added all the letters and then changed a null to be nothing. The other null, the, the other zeros that you see in here are for the other ASCII characters that we don't... The non-printable uh, characters. Yeah. You know, uh, a carriage return, a tab. I mean, obviously, we're not going to use those on a... On a on a display right. like this. So all of those in the library, you still have to define them to make the, you know, so the rest of the software understands what you're doing. Um, but they are defined as zeros, so that's why there's so many of them in there. All right. So we get down here, and these are the letters right here. Those are all the, yeah, those are the letters in there. And uppercase and lowercase are all defined exactly the same. We don't differentiate here. Okay. All right, so this is the library you need to include, ladcontrol.h. That's the one you modified, right. right? That's the one I modified. And there's a link to uh, the playground where I, you know, the on the Arduino playground where I got it. Okay. And let's see. There's your pin setups. Yep. And that command right there is complements of the library. All you have to do is tell it... Um, your your latch pin, clock pin, data pin, and how many of the 7219s you have connected. So in our case, I only have one and there and our three pins. All right. And, and then so really easy. Number of seven segment I, displays. And then yeah, and then here's just a couple uh constants for the code later on. Okay. And the space I probably should take that out, but I left it in because I recycled a little code from from the from the other demo, and I had space in there. Okay. But I could probably I could probably take that out. All right. Oops. Went zooming fast. All right. So here we do setup. And the setup is uh, pretty straightforward. You you wake the chip up. You set the intensity, and that's where I'm setting. Uh, the three out of the the six you you can go from zero to sixteen. Okay. Uh, in that intensity, and that's where you're setting the PWM setting. Um, so a duty cycle three out of sixteen, twenty-two percent roughly. Twenty um, percent, so whatever that works out to be. One of the things I think we should probably mention here is the shutdown. Even though it says shutdown, is actually doing the opposite. It's shut down with a one, turns and shuts it down. Right, or shut down with a true. Uh, shut down true means that you're shutting it down. Right. Uh, shut down false means that you're turning it back on. Right. So it's kind of counterintuitive. Shut down shouldn't be a word. Right. Shut down. It's confusing. All right. So you do the clear display, and then we set the intensity, and and then we're we're off into the into the code. All right. So you have a lot of other functions we're going to get into here. This is the actual loop, though. Yeah, that's the loop, the Arduino loop function, right? So here you're sending out, you're scrolling text across and demo, right. let's make it. And 
we'll go through scroll text a little bit here. Uh, do some counting. So you're counting from where? To zero to 250? Yep. By and then 250 back to zero. What's the 10 for? Um, that is... Uh, um, the wait time or... Uh, you would ask me something I don't remember offhand. That's okay. We'll keep going. We'll get to that soon anyway. So okay. All right. So we're doing the counter again, and then we're doing display text. Yeah, and the and the display text is just it just puts it on, uh, puts it on the screen, um, and then that. Um, those next functions where I have right, left, and center, uh, I wrote a function that just justifies the text either to the right of the display or to the left of the display or just centers whatever you have. And of course, you, you have to have, you know, the text has to be smaller than what your, right. the number of display, you know, digits you have. Okay. And then you're going to scroll text. Uh, a. I'm, yeah, I'm just scrolling a, a the letter A across the uh, uh, across the displays. Okay, and then the word scroll, and then A through H. Right, and this you know, the, and the reason I have all those in there is because it it makes a difference. Um, you know, it, later on in that scroll text function, um, if the if there's fewer characters, uh, well, it, it's it's all for states. You know, are there fewer characters than half of the display? Is it are there more characters than can be displayed? Is there exactly the same number as what the how many digits you have? Um, so I put all that in there just to test and make sure that uh, that everything scrolled okay. correctly. All right. And that's the end of loop. So now we'll get down to the functions. So here's your counter function. Yeah, your duration was the third the third value. So all you're doing here is looping from the start number to the end number. That's right. And waiting for the duration for each loop. And um, should we explain I to A? Yeah, that, um, that is, uh, it, it's a... Um integer to ASCII, sorry, um, and it's just a, and that's where that table is actually coming into play. It's it's just uh, because you're sending a character, um, you know, binary to the display. Right. Okay. Yeah, and we should probably mention that that's not, some of the standard C functions are not in uh, the Arduino language. Even though it's based on C, there's a lot of things that are missing. Yeah, that that one um, that one works correctly. It, uh, there's another place where I wrote my own little function, um, rather than using the Arduino size of command. Um, you know, because I needed to know the number of characters in a display, or I'm sorry, and the number of characters in the string. Right. So display text then puts the text on the screen, right? That's right. Okay. And the the two um, the two functions that are here that are really uh, that are important is the copy array, and this is actually something real important 
um, to bring up because when we read things, we read left to right. And the strings that we put in, you know, the position zero would be the left, what we would think of as the left-hand character. But uh, between this chip and this library, position zero is actually the right-hand character. So that copy array is, is basically translating left, left to right reading characters into right to left reading characters. And then the next fun, that, that little, uh, uh, if you scroll down, where is it? Um, oh, you get, I'm sorry, I looked away and you got away from me. Um, I was still in the count. The oh, count. you were still in count, and I yeah. was... Uh, you were down in display text, right? I was in display text. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm getting there now. So there's the copy array. That's doing the translation, and you're telling it where to start the first array, where to start the second array, and how many characters to translate. And then it's just a simple little for loop that sends the characters to the, to the chip for display. Okay, so this is like the workhorse, right? Basically, everything uses display text to put to the screen. Uh, pretty much. Okay. And you're sending in the string to you want to put out. And, yeah, so you, you copy your array, you put it in backwards, basically, then you, then you start sending it out. That's right. And then just, uh, and as quick as you can get it out is, uh, you know, you see there's no delay right there. Right. And it's, it's, it's running as fast as the Arduino will go. All right. And then we come down to display text just, which is your justification routine. That's right. And it's basically the same as before, only now we're, we're paying attention to, do we want to, uh, justify things on the left side of the display? Do we want to center them? Uh, by default, it's um, justifying things on the right. Okay. And you've got the same copy array, just now you're doing it at a different location. Right, that's right. And then we set the characters in the library. Let's use the library to set the characters. Okay, then we're coming down to scroll text. And this one was... Um, this actually took me a while to figure out uh, how to get things to scroll across the screen correctly. Um, but basically the code is that we're, you know, we figure out where the starting position uh, of the display is going to be the starting position of um, the uh, starting position of the array that we, of the string that we got into the function that we're displaying the starting position of where do you start in the display and then how many of the characters do you, um, how many characters do you put onto the display at any one time? And th those, uh, uh, those variables right there are all, uh, I'm using all of them to, to figure all that out. Okay. So... 
Even I, okay. I mean, I wrote this and I, and I'm still confused to how I got it to work. So, <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, sometimes, you know, this is one of those that, you know, people who program for a long time, they know there's some, sometimes you just bang your head on the keyboard until you get it right. And this was one of those little pieces of code that I just banged on it until I got it right. Um, but it, you know, I I tried to write it where you know I used formulas and variables, and then, um, and then made sure that they were within the correct limits. Right. Yeah, I kind of see what you're doing, just determining how long it is if it's going to be past the end or not. So yeah, I mean, you're doing some checks here. Yeah, huh. I'm doing I'm doing a few checks. Yeah. Well, some of them I have to. You right. Know, you can't you can't you know if if the string you're displaying is ten characters, but you only have eight digits, well, obviously you can't display all 10 at one time. So you can never have more than the number of digits. Right. So after you figure out starting and everything, number, number to copy, you basically do copy array again and put it back out. That's right. And all of those are going up and down, um, you know, as you're scrolling across the, across the displays, all those variables are changing as things go across. Right. And then at the end, we do the same thing. We translate our, uh, we translate our um, display and send it, to the, send it to the chip. All right. And then copy array. So you're clearing it first to make sure it's empty. That's good. That's right. And you are at each loop, your destination starts going backwards and source starts going forward. So you're basically reversing everything. That's right. That's easy enough. And then here's the array length. And this was something that the function didn't work as it does in C. So you had to yeah, rewrite this, right? Yeah, the, the, the correct function should be size of. Um, and in Arduino's implementation of C, it doesn't work correctly. Right. Uh, it, 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 it's not con it does not consistently give the values that I was expecting. So I just wrote this very simple little function that just counts the number of characters um, in the array and then returns that number. All right. And then the last function is clear array. Just clears everything out. That's easy Which enough, right? Just clears everything out. And this is where, you know, I'm using that variable space and I could just as easily use a binary zero right there. Right. All right. All right, so this so, will be up in the show notes as well, and I'll link to it on GitHub. Yep, it's already up. There. It's already posted. All right, great. Okay, so let me go back and uh, look at the show notes. I think that's all we had for the night, isn't it? I think that's it, yeah. All right, so... Uh, this 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 was a nice chip. I I I liked it. Right. Yeah, it is nice, and it's the fact that it does all that stuff for you. Uh, it's a little little salty price wise, but if you consider what all you have to do uh, to do it without the chip, the cost probably isn't that much more really. And plus, the pain is much less. <laughs> it, it it was yeah, it was pretty painless putting putting this display together. So yeah, yeah, much much better than having to do it. You know, using some other kind of multiplexing. Which we are going to talk about multiplexing in a future show. We've had the questions about that. Um, yes. Not sure what show we're going to do it in, but we're going to we are going to look at that. I guess somebody called it Charlie plexing, which is basically multiplexing. It's it's a it's slightly a variation of it. Yeah, slight variation. It's a, of it. it's a variation of it. Um, and 
it's it was created at a time when uh, microcontrollers weren't powerful. You didn't have the horsepower that we have today, um, but you had to design and build what you were doing uh, very in a very specific way. Um, and I've never I've never actually used Charlie Plexing because by the time I you know multiplexing is just too easy now to go right. use Charlie Plexing. Right. Uh, but if somebody was interested, there is a it. There's a fairly good article on Wikipedia. Good old Wikipedia. Charlie, <laughs> called, yeah, go to Wikipedia. Charlie Plexing is there. It's uh, it, and it's it, it is interesting. It's just rather outdated, and it becomes very complicated as you scale your project up. So complicated to the point that a microcontroller is just way too easy. Gotcha. All right. Well, we want to remind you uh, again that we are moving to a single YouTube channel. It's uh, youtube.com slash TV. Uh, go there now and hit subscribe. If you've been getting us uh, through podcast downloads, make sure you are subscribed. You get our updates automatically. The podcast is not moving. That will stay right where it's at. We're only moving the YouTube channel. Nothing else is changing other than that. Uh, but if you um, are on uh, getting us through like iTunes, something like that, you know, go out and give us like a, give us a five star rating. That's appreciated. Uh, a little comment out there helps us. It helps us a lot with uh, uh, our iTunes and getting found in iTunes. The more people that go out there and uh, give us ratings, the the more likely we are to be found with iTunes. Uh, and we do have to try to get our subscribers up on the new channel over a thousand so we can go to YouTube Live. Uh, our other channels are all fine with over a thousand, but now we're moving everybody into one channel. We have to ask everybody to resubscribe again to get us up over that thousand that thousand mark. So uh, please, if you get a chance, you can do that. Uh, I think I'll, I don't have ever mentioned this before, but we do have a uh, Roku app that you can watch all of our shows on now, uh, even the new shows that are coming out as well. And uh, if you want to send us a video of something you've made or have questions, uh, just record a video, use your cell phone or whatever, and upload it to YouTube or Vimeo. Send us a link to it. Uh, or you can always send us an email uh, to let's make it at tech-zen.tv. And uh, we do answer your answer you back. It might take a couple of days to get back to you, but we do answer you back. Uh, you heard us tonight talk about some feedback we got from uh, one of the viewers about uh, something we misstated on a previous show, and that's that's came through feedback, and that's we love that kind of feedback. It's great to great to get that kind of feedback. So I think we've pretty much covered uh, everything this week, right? I think so. All right. So Bob, thank you very much for uh, being on the show. We'll. See you again next week, right? Thank you. <laughs> yep. All right. right. All right. See you, everybody. Good night. For show notes for this show, contacts, and more, go to the techzen.tv website where you can get show notes for all of our shows. We love to hear from our viewers and listeners. We have an email, a Twitter, and a phone number where you can contact us for each show. For details, visit the techzen.tv website and get the show details. You can also make a video and upload it somewhere like YouTube or Vimeo and then just send us a link. You never know, you may see your video in a future show. You can get all of our shows delivered automatically to your favorite device by going to your favorite podcast website like iTunes and subscribing. Each of our shows also has a YouTube channel you can subscribe to to get regular updates. Our shows are also available on most internet radio networks like Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. You can also watch and listen to our shows on Xbox, TiVo, and Roku. You can even find us on your Zoom.